You are listening to Van Fern Duffy Legal News here on Waterberg Stereo. The program is sponsored by DeWitt and DeVoyers Brokers here in Rustenburg. And today I got a representative of our sponsors actually lined up for you to uh, talk about a topic that we also dealt with a couple of weeks ago. Our regular listeners will remember that Martin beside note, our third-party claims expert here at Van Felden Duffy, had a discussion with me regarding what you should do from a legal point of view after a motor vehicle accident. So I thought it's maybe a good idea to also get some expert advice from an insurance point of view. In other words, uh, ask what one should keep in mind in terms of motor vehicle accidents and specifically what one should do immediately after an accident um, from an insurance point of view. So uh, welcome back to uh, Thomas uh, De Wett, who we also talked to uh, in one of the previous uh, uh, um, programs. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Thomas. Yeah, good afternoon, Falkners and listeners. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to be on your show again, and I'm looking forward to the talk this afternoon. Let's get uh, right into it. My first question for you, Thomas, is um, what is the first thing you should do immediately after a motor vehicle accident? And obviously, it's often difficult to remember these things because most people are in shock immediately after an accident. But yeah, hopefully um, our listeners, if they ever are, uh, involved in a motor vehicle accident uh, will remember what should they do immediately after one. Yeah, thank you, Falker. That's a very good question. Um, I think before I answer the question, I, I love to put things in perspective. Um, living in South Africa, um, believe it or not, we have one of the world's poorest road safety records uh, in the world. Uh, we are 31.9 fatalities to 100,000 people. If I can put that in context, in all other African countries, uh, their rate is 24.1, and the global average is 18.4 uh, fatalities on 100,000 people. Sure, so, that's a major difference, no? Absolutely. And then if you dig a bit deeper and you start looking at, so um, why are these accidents happen? So I just looked at the uh, top eight ones. So the first one is uh, distractions. Uh, it seems to me South Africans love texting while they're driving and you're 23% more likely to be involved in an accident if you're texting. The second one, unfortunately, 50% of those um, killed in road accident um, had alcohol in their blood. So above the 0.05 gram per 100 milliliters. Other factors, speeding, reckless driving, jaywalking, uh, the weather conditions, and the last two very important, especially when you live in South Africa, poor road conditions, poorly maintained and unworthy vehicles. So those are some of the top um, uh, issues that when you, when you deal with road and, and, and uh, road accidents in South Africa. But maybe, Falker, to come back to your question is... Sorry, what Thomas, you can you just give us those stats again? You say South Africa is about 39 yeah, South Africa is 31.9 fatalities to 100,000 people. And then the global average is 18. 18, yes, that's correct. Sure, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, that just that puts you a bit, of, if, if you can picture that uh, in your mind, living in South Africa. So you're very highly to be involved in a road accident if you're living yeah. in South Africa. Yeah, so yeah. The, maybe to come back to your question, Falke, is um, 
what should you do immediately after you've been involved in an accident? So there's a few things. But the first thing always is, first, remember, look after the injured. That's always the most important thing. Make sure if there's any injuries. And then just share some best practice here. Is, there's a few numbers that you should always have on your mobile phone. First of all, the ambulance, South African police, and then your insurance broker or your insurer. Um, that's very important. But... Um, to put it in perspective, you mentioned it there and you hit the nail on the head, is being involved in an accident is stressful. doesn't matter. Small bumper bash or something more serious, all of them are stressful for all of the parties involved. But the first thing you always must do, and it's almost what you never must do, you never, never, ever acknowledge guilt. Volker, this is very important. Um, you don't know where you legally stand towards the third party involved. And even if you feel it was 100% your fault, and no, that is a no-no. And the next thing is uh, you prejudice the insurance company. In other words, you could restrict the insurance legal team to do any third-party recoveries. Now, why is third-party recoveries important? Now, Falker, there's two things always when it comes to ins insurance. That's premiums. And two things that affect your non-claim bonus. So the one thing when we talk about third-party recoveries is reinstate your non-claim bonus and refund your, uh, uh, refund your access. So everyone would know that if they were involved in an accident and maybe months later the legal team was successful in the third-party recovery, then suddenly your insurance premium gets lower and you get some money back into your account, which was your access. That was the first thing, Falker. Secondly, copy of all the driver's driver's license or IDs. Copy of all the vehicle's license disc, copy of all the vehicle's registration plates, and very important, any trailer or horse boxes registration plates as well. Those things are very important, and it's very easy. You just take your mobile phone out and take pictures of them. Thirdly, any signature on third parties. These are names, logo, contact details. So anything identifying the third-party vehicle that was involved in the accident with yourself. Uh, let's see. Fourthly, uh, take as many photos as possible from all possible angles. So uh, let me share some tips there. Position of the vehicles involved, um, uh, photos of the area, any landmarks, traffic lights, road signs, etc. A bends in the road, possible before the accident, weather conditions at the time of the accident. Was it a foggy, rainy day? What were the circumstances? And give an example, if the third party lost control of uh, due to a burst tire, take a picture of that tire. Um, next thing, fifthly, uh, look at any CCTV cameras on buildings or any kind of third party objects. Uh, I can give two examples just uh, when I'm shooting from the hip here. One of the things our clients, a very young girl, uh, was uh, sued um, because she didn't apparently didn't stop by a four-way stop. CCTV cameras saved that girl from appearing in court. Um, another lady, 72-year-old client of us, was hit from behind in the middle of nowhere. CCTV camera saved that lady from being arrested by a commercial third party. So it's the security camera that picked up the whole accident. Uh, very important, again, CCTV cameras can help you a lot with third party recoveries. Again, why I'm mentioning it? It's cash back for the client. Reinstate your non-claim bonus and refund your excess. And most probably, Falker, the last thing and almost one of the most important, uh, get names and contacts and details of any possible eyewitnesses that were involved or that were that that seen the accident. I hope that kind of clarifies. It's a lot in one one go, 
But um, maybe to help clients as well, we've put a, a short summary on our website and on social media, and it's a checklist. It's literally, you take this checklist and you can keep it on your mobile phone or in your car, and if you've been involved in an accident, you can just say, have I done all of these things? And I recommend to any person out there to load that uh, template on their mobile phone or just go to the website or social media and it's there. Yeah, thank you, Thomas. I think that's a, a comprehensive list and I, I would agree with what you're saying. Also, obviously, from a legal point of view, the chances are fairly good that there will be a dispute about what happened at the accident uh, and um, who is to blame, etc. So whatever evidence you can gather there immediately after the accident might be very valuable. So yeah, these days with cell phones, having cameras, obviously it's much easier to take pictures as Thomas has uh, said, and then also remember to get the details of eyewitnesses, etc. And then uh, later that uh, might help you a lot. Next question, uh, Thomas, uh, reporting the accident, uh, what are the options there? Absolutely. So one of the key things, and I think one of the headaches of most people is the question we always get is, must I report it to the police? And the reason that most people ask is because immediately they think I need to stand in a long queue. So to answer your questions, if there's any third party damages involved, then yes, you must report it to the police. But um, the question is, if you don't do it, um, what can happen to you? So the first thing is, uh, you may be issued with an infringement notice in terms of the Road Traffic Offences Act, or you can receive a written notice to appear in court. So, to in short, do you need to report it to the police if a third party is involved? Absolutely, yes. Now to your question, what are your options? So, um, obviously you can traditionally go to the Metro Police, Traffic Department offices, or South Africa Police Station. But Falker, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, you don't have to stand in long queues at the police station. You can find your own report online. So on the National Traffic Information Systems website, um, you can file your own report. And yes, it has got its own terms and conditions and criteria. But let's quickly look at their uh, advantages. So first of all, the crash report is legally binding, which is very positive. The report is absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything to do it online. Um, the system will provide you with a cash report number, a CRN number, which is 100% user-friendly for insurance companies. Um, I've mentioned some criteria. Let's look. Um, so it's the same as any other accident. You must report it within 24 hours or at least the next working day. Um, then there is some exclusions. The system will only allow you to report minor damage crashages. So let's, what, what is a minor damage crash? So it's where less than five vehicles are involved, or if a person is seriously injured or killed, then unfortunately you must go and follow the traditional road, which I mentioned before is Metro Police, Traffic Department, and the South African Police Station. And very important to remember, all of the information that you submit onto this website will and can be avail available to insurance companies. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the damage to a third party, third party meaning any other vehicle involved in the accident. Am I right? 100% correct, Volker. Yeah. Um, my next question actually pertains to the accident scene um, as such, but I think you've to a large um, extent answered that question. I mean, what you mentioned earlier is basically what you need to do at the accident uh, scene. Eh? Take the pictures, uh, 
You mentioned you got that checklist, uh, which uh, uh, the people can also find on your website, etc. Or is there anything else that you want to add specifically with regard to the accident scene? Yes, Volker. Um, there's actually two things I've, I've briefly mentioned. It's uh, are you involved in it? When you, as soon as you're involved in an accident, you need to phone someone that can help and support you. And there's two things. Obviously, it's your insurer, uh, insurance broker, and then your insurer. But the key question is, why do you phone them? So one of the things that always happen at a, a accident scene, within seconds sometimes, but mostly minutes, um, there's always a phone services that arrive there. So, And one piece of advice that I can give to people, never ever let anyone tow your vehicle without your permission, your insurer's permission, or your broker's permission. There's two things that can really implicate uh, if the wrong towing services tow your vehicle. So the first thing is, if your vehicle is not towed by a broke or insurance approved towing services, they can charge any rate. And you could and will be responsible for the cost. The second thing, uh, storage cost. So if they tow it to a tow yard or a panel beater that has not been approved by the insurance company, they again can charge you any rate and you could and will be responsible for those costs. So um, unfortunately, I've got another example, which is a sad example, but one of our clients passed away in a motor vehicle accident and the vehicle was being towed in by an unauthorized uh, towing vehicle services. And it took about two months and a high court settlement to get the vehicle so that an assessor can have a look at the vehicle. So unfortunately, these are the things that happen out there. So the advice there I give to people, please, immediately, if any towing services, then you can you have the full permission to tell them they're not allowed to move the vehicle unless you get authorization from your broker or your in, in insurer. So I guess the message is contact your broker and they should be able to quickly help you find the right towing service that is indeed approved by the relevant insurance company, no? Absolutely. And, and most companies these days, uh, Volker, you'll see your license has um, got the information on. So they will say it's an improved uh, towing services and their number will be on there or if it's the broker's number. So that's always say to a, a good broker, we'll always make sure that that information is available to their client. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's important because these days it doesn't take long before a lot of towing companies uh, turn up at uh, vehicle accident uh, Sites, so uh, yeah, I guess it's important for listeners to keep that in mind. Rather talk to your insurance uh, broker first. So yeah, um, the other big question that I'm often asked is, um, should I take out the insurance? I mean, the premiums are expensive. Uh, what are the advantages of taking out the insurance? Absolutely, it's a good question. Um, so first of all, what we've discussed so far on the program is that what you do when you're involved in an accident. Now, the key question is, I am involved in an accident. How can an insurance company of having insurance help me? So I think to kick off there, you need to look at how you can insure your vehicle. So obviously there's three ways. It's comprehensive, third-party fire and theft, and third-party only. And the key thing there is to make sure that your vehicle is insured for the purpose that's being used. If it's a, a vehicle that's only used for personal uh, circumstances, then it's a personal policy. If it's used for business, then obviously it's a commercial policy. But the key thing there, Volker, is that what a policy can help you with is, is, is a few things. So just to, to mention a 
add-on benefits. That's not just we're talking about the damage to your own vehicle. We're talking about damage to the third party or third party property that you were involved of or possibly could be sued for, for the damages you are liable for. So the first thing is the third party liability for physical damage to your vehicle or property or to death or injury, injury to the third party. So that's the first thing. And those, as I'm talking with the, with the lawyer, you know, those costs can quickly run away. The second thing also is it might be that you have some passengers in your vehicle. So you can get passenger liability. And this is an extension on your insurance policy that provides cover for passengers in your own vehicle. Obviously subject uh, to conditions to the road accident fund. And to give you an example, so the road accident fund would not cover, uh, they would exclude uh, secondary emotional claims, for example, for shock. Those things are then obviously excluded. But Falco also nice, nice adds on is that most uh, insurance policy covered things like you've been involved in an accident, now you're looking for emergency accommodation. Those things are included in your car insurance. Um, any other emergency cost that you need to take care of, uh, fire extinguishing costs, uh, medical expenses for passengers, as mentioned, um, towing costs or safeguarding your vehicle. Uh, you might be a thousand kilometers away from home. Uh, trauma treatment, um, wreckage removal after a, a car may be possibly been written off. So these are all things that your standard policy, policy obviously includes and it definitely is, is, is an additional bonus, not just to being involved in an accident and, and trying to, to um, work through the emotional and, and trauma of, of being involved in an accident. I must admit, I've often personally also wondered every year when I review my insurance whether I should carry on and pay the premiums because obviously over the years it can be a substantial amount that you do pay in respect of the premiums, but every time I come to the conclusion that the peace of mind that you have certainly makes it uh, use, uh, with, uh, with uh, your wife to rather do have insurance. I mean, if something major happens, the um, consequences can uh, be quite severe. There can be a lot of money involved, a lot of claims that are relevant, etc. And if you have insurance, at least you have that um, peace of mind that you will be covered for those eventualities. So every time I sort of go through that thought process again on a yearly basis, and then at the end of the day, I come to the same conclusion that I guess it makes uh, sense to take out um, the insurance. Um, so yeah, Thomas, um, I think that covers uh, everything to a large extent um, in terms of what should be done after an accident, uh, in terms of what the insurance uh, can cover and what you can insure for. Have you covered all of that in terms of what can be insured for? I think you gave a couple of examples there. Yeah, absolutely, Falk. I think we've covered most of it. And uh, maybe just to piggyback on what you've just said there is, um, if you think of your own damage, lots of people think, oh, my vehicle is insured or the value of the vehicle is X amount. And they always look at that as a possible starting point, What what could at the end of the day cost me if I'm not insured? That is the fraction of the cost. So I also like look at the third party. So look at the, the, the damage that you could be liable for. And as I've mentioned before, when we look at third party, you look at the physical damage, you can imagine some of these vehicles today are worth one, two, three million rand. And if you are involved in an accident and that kind of vehicle of with that price tag is being written off, yeah. you know, 
it, it, it's going to be years and years to pay off that kind of, 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 of damage to a third party. The next thing is the property. You know, you maybe skip a, a light or a child runs in front of you and you run into a third party property. Um, the next thing is, and we haven't even touched on that, but you are liable for loss of income. You are liable for, you know, uh, medical costs that suddenly of a third party that a person you don't even know of. So um, your own vehicle is just a fraction of the cost. So I always say to people, think of the liability. That is absolutely the main thing. Why are you looking at, 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 at vehicle insurance? Because you don't know what that price tag is. Your own vehicle, you know, if my vehicle is insured for 500000 and I write it off or it's been stolen, my price tag is 500000 You know that in advance. But a third-party liability claim against you, that price list can be endless. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Thomas, for your time. Appreciate it. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.